Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. I've been struggling in how to talk about this, but I don't think there's any easy way since this is called The Informed Catholic. And um, this week, of course, the tragedy of what happened what happened in uh, Tennessee um, <laughs> It's uh, with those uh, children at Christian school, the Covenant school. Uh, I think it's a Presbyterian school. Yes, a Presbyterian school. And the um, individual, a young woman, I'm not going to mention her name. I'm not going to go into that. But I mean, it's probably it will show up on some articles I will read. But who um, who is who was a transgender female who believed was transitioning to become a man and who attended the school, the covenant school. Um, went up, decided to shoot up that school. She posted something on Facebook. She spoke to her partner and tragically um, three adults and three children died. One of them, I believe, one of them was the pastor's daughter who was reaching out for the alarm, a fire alarm. And they say that the uh, the suspect um, was looking for the pastor. It is a lot, there's a lot going on there. And... It's just tragic. I like to start off with a prayer. I'm going to read some articles. And I'm going to address some important uh, topics. Because I, I honestly believe that our country is heading towards a collision course. A violent collision course. We... We are seriously, seriously messed up. But at the same time, there is, there is hope. I mean, I listen to a lot of news. I just, that's just the way I am. I rather listen to the news because I believe as a Christian, as a, as a Catholic, you have to be on top of events. I listen to a lot of Catholic news sites. I listen to a lot of conservative. I, I also peek, take once in a while, I peek into the the liberal world. Uh, not as much because I think they're perverted. I think CNN is perverted. I don't think Fox News is that great because I don't I don't believe there's unfortunately we don't live in a time where there's objective news reporting. My the Catholic sites I know I listen to them and I know from what direction they're gonna talk about this because obviously they're Catholic sites, they're podcasts and they're and I know, like, I like to listen to, to Dr. Steve Turley and Turley Talks on YouTube. And I know what I'm going to get from him. But he he talks like a professor. 
He's the kind of person I would love to sit in a classroom and learn from him. And I know where Taylor Marshall's coming from. I know where Church Militant and Michael Voris and Church Militant is coming from. Uh, Fox News, they call themselves Fox News. Um, they're under the Murdoch's, Rupert Murdoch and his, and his sons. I feel they should be a little bit, they should be objective the way I, I believe CNN should be objective, but CNN is not objective. Fox News and CNN are totally like they're two sides of the same coin. All right. And, you know, I know. I mean, I know where they're heading from. I know where they're coming from, I mean. And I know where they're going to stand. But objective news reporting, unbiased news is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. And cable's going out the window because, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, the expenses and our economy is in a mess. And we got Biden in the White House. I don't think I need to say any more about that. And, you know, we got a man in the White House who claims to be Catholic. And we know he's not. Uh, you know, he... You know, it, I'm not going to go any further into that. What worries me is that Christians in this country, and and please understand this, I'm going to say this in a broad stroke, Orthodox Christians, Catholic, Protestant, uh, you know, uh, Orthodox Christians, you know, Eastern Orthodox, I mean, all Christians under that umbrella, and I mean Orthodox Christianity for all of us, those of us who believe in in Orthodox morality, who believe in the, in, in 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 the Gospel, in the the Bible, in in all the Orthodox values, you know, heterosexuality, uh, you know, Orthodox interpretation of Scripture. Uh, belief in Jesus Christ, the Trinity, one baptism. And I'm going to include all those who believe in that, even though we might vary a certain doctrines and beliefs, but we're all, we're all uh, of the, of the body of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to include all of us. We've got a problem. We're living in an America that is extremely hostile. The elite the political elite are hostile towards Christianity. We're heading to a point where there's going to be persecution. And a lot of us, a lot of our brothers and sisters are ill-equipped in how to handle this. All right? As a Roman, I'm a convert from Islam to Roman Catholicism. All right, and I'm going to tell you, we're heading towards a serious, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. All right, we need to be prepared. We're not prepared. Okay, 
the political environment we're living in is perverse. The social environment we're living in is perverted. It's degenerate. Okay? This transgenderism, this LGBTQ, this wokeness has gone too far. It's getting ahead of us and it's invaded. I mean, many of our, our, our pastors, I know Protestants have a problem. Their pastors don't want to deal with it because they just don't, they, they're just, just afraid. You got certain, among Roman Catholics, we got a lot of, you know, we got the James Martins out there and I need not to get into Pope Francis. We got some bishops who are all for this. I I don't know if you know this, but the Catholic bishops in Germany are all in on it. They drank the Kool-Aid. All right, they drank the Rombe, the, the rainbow Kool-Aid. All right, they're 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 intoxicated with this with this uh, degeneracy. In England, the Church of England, which is has been is on hospice. All right, it's gangrene. It doesn't know it. Maybe some do. I mean, other than Calvin Robinson, who <laughs> clearly, uh, you know, uh, appears to be the only, uh, he, you know, he was a deacon. I haven't addressed some of the issues, but I want to, I want to play some stuff that he said. He gave an um, an Oxford form that's just fantastic, and he hit all the apologetics. But he's no, he's an Anglican, but he's still an Anglican, but he's he's an Orthodox Anglican. And he he sees himself, he has a Catholic mindset, but he's not Roman Catholic. He knows about this de degeneracy. And he, he got canceled by a female bishop who felt that he was too conservative. You know? And he's a mixed man. He's a mixed, he's black, he's white. Uh, he's got a fantastic Afro, but he is Orthodox. I wish he was Roman Catholic, but he's not. There is a YouTube channel called Christ Defender, a young English woman, punk hairdo, but very smart, very Orthodox. So there's some light. The problem is, is that th these are Christians like who study the faith. They're not Catholic, but there are Catholics out there like Trent Horn, Michael Voris, um, Taylor Marshall, uh, other people out there who study, study the faith, equip themselves, prepare themselves on how to answer. A lot of our brothers and sisters don't know how to do this. They don't know. They don't have the tools. All right. And some... I'm afraid, all right, this is separate from others who are lukewarm. And I mean by lukewarm, who some waver and some, I think, because of the way they were raised, their mindset, where they came from, their, their, um, a lot of things have shaped their political views. There's a lot of friends I have who are, who vote Democrat because of their race, because either they're black and minority 
and possibly because of poverty. And a lot of times because the debt, because voting Democrat, voting uh, liberal is a lot more um, is convenient and because they have not lived or grown in a conservative environment. A lot of people just they have a negative view about conservatism. Um, they think that being Republicans are all white. They think it has, they are racist. And a lot of times, like I said, it's because of race, color, poverty, economic. They think that the Democrats are for them. And it's not true. It's far beyond true. We've had bad Republicans. We've had Republicans that are out of touch. The problem is those are called rhinos. They vote only for economic convenience. These are guys who work for corporations. A lot of Republicans think from that perspective. They, And these are guys who get along with the Democrats like Mitch Romney and Lindsey Graham. You know, they just, they just don't care. They, they, they're compromisers. Rhinos are compromisers. Unfortunately, I, I'm a conservative Orthodox Republican. I believe in nationalism. I believe in borders. I believe in laws. I believe in, you know, in, in the well-being of society. Yes, I have voted for Donald Trump. And I'll vote for him again. Unfortunately, Donald Trump is not completely orthodox. You know, he has a tolerant view about LGBTQ. It's because I think it's a lot to do with his celebrity background and for political convenience. Unfortunately, it's disappointing. We, you know, we have to understand it's like buying a car and it's got maybe a broken windshield wiper or uh, uh, it needs maybe a new, it's scratched. You know, unfortunately, that's how I look at Donald Trump. He's not 100% perfect. He's, I would say... I'll, not even 95%, I would give him, I will make him 80, um, 85%. I would give him, I would make him an 85% workable. Let's move on um, to some issues. Hold on. All right. All right. So the first article I'm going to read is focus, is from Focus on the Family. They're uh, a Baptist, I believe, Organization. I used to listen to them a long time ago when, oh my goodness, um, I remember when there was Walkmans. <laughs> um, then when the phones, the podcast, um, those, um, they weren't phones, but anyway, they were like, it was kind of like, Portable phones. I don't know. I can't remember them, but it was a long time ago. Anyway, here we go. Um, <clears throat> this is from Focus on a Family. And what's the date? Oh, my goodness. Well, no. Well, this is from 2018, but 
Transgenderism, our position. I'll read it anyway. It's uh, from who wrote this? Focus on family analysis, but let's start. Created in God's image and likeness, male and female, our sexuality is a gift from God that we offer back in love to him. Transgenderism violates God's design. I agree. As a Roman Catholic, as, a, as an Orthodox Catholic, I believe in this. This is absolutely right. All right. Now, this is, they're going to talk about their values as an organization. Okay, so you see, now this is not an attack on people who are transgender to say that they cannot be saved. Conversion means... Conversion does not mean no change. Conversion means transformation. Transformation into the image of God. Repentance of sin. Love the sinner, not the sin. Hate the sin. Love the sinner, hate the sin. Okay? The idea behind it is that we, in our conversion, we realize what our purpose is. We realize that our lives belong to God. And that God did not make us this way. I mean, think about it. I know I'm supposed to begin the article. and They say... Male and female is a social construct. Okay. So, why, what's the purpose of changing? Why do you need to be changed? Why do you need to so-called gender-affirming care? Well, because the individual, the man and the woman, according to them, or the individual who was a man is really a woman trapped in a woman's body and the woman is really a man trapped in the man's body. You, you see, you see all this, you see where this is getting. So therefore the man who the man, the, the woman trapped in the man's body wants gender affirming care to change, to become a woman. So he, he or he can feel like a woman who's really a she can feel like a woman. But I thought you said gender is a social construct. If it's a social construct, why are you changing from male to female and remaining within that social construct? <sighs> you see? That's, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Because then you say, then they're saying that there are no males and females. But you're, but you're, but you are a dude, a man, who is dressing like a woman. And you're telling me that gender is a social construct. Doesn't make any sense. 
It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's not going to make any sense. We're running around in a maze. And it's all created by the devil. Unbelievable. So focus on the family is saying here. They're dedicated to defending the inherent honor and dignity and value and equality of two sexes as created in God's image, intentionally male and female, each bringing unique and comp complementary qualities to sexuality and relationships. Each of the two sexes is, is, is a glorious gift from God. Our sexuality is meant to be offered back to him, uh, either in complementary unity with the opposite sex in the context of marriage for procreation and mutual de delight in or in celibacy f for undivided devotion to Christ. Not only do male and female together reflect the image of God by their coming together in a marriage relationship to bring forth new life is used in scripture as the deepest and most intimate an analogy of God's relationship with his people. Throughout both testaments, God and his people are portrayed as husband and wife, or as a groom and a bride. Creation account found in Genesis lays out this gender-based matrimonial picture and sets the stage for the final eternal union of God and his people, of Christ and his bride described in revelation. I want to say this marriage and celibacy are equal. Marriage and celibacy are sacrament are, are sacred. All right. Being married. All right. Male and female husband and wife represents the church represents Christ and his church, even celibacy giving yourself completely to God and serving God's people as a, as a priest or as a religious, like a monk or a nun, or even as lay people. Okay. You know, an, you know, a, a lay person who doesn't belong in a religious order, but serves, serves the body of Christ. You know, it's, it's sacred. It's holy. It's equal. Don't, don't look at celibacy as inferior to marriage. All right. It isn't. And even a, a person, a lay person can dedicate themselves to God, even without joining a religious community. And it's just as equally holy. It's just a different place where God puts you. All right, let's continue. God created humans, male and female. And, and that matters. In recent years, a revisionist transgender theology has been put forth in some theological circles that violates God's clearly articulated and intentional design for the two sexes. This distorts the, his image and his plan for sexuality, marriage, family, and the just and proper order of society. Perfect. I like it. We affirm God's design for two sexes, male and female marriage between one man and one woman as the place God established for sexual love to occur. We disagree, we disagree with revisionist gay transgender theologies and, and contradictory to foundational Christian doctrine and the Judeo-Christian sexual ethic. 
we oppose the ordination of transgender and transsexual individuals into the clergy and the celebration of transgenderism as one of God's gifts. The church, okay, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with what they're saying there. And I totally believe that homosexuals and lesbians do not have any place in holy orders. I don't believe it. Because people like that draw other people and they begin to, the whole liberalism, liberalism is basically what they do is they take, instead of you, the individual, conforming your mind, your thinking, your, everything to the gospel, conforming your whole life to the gospel, that's, that is a true devout Christian, a true devout conservative Orthodox Christian. Liberals, what they do is that they conform the gospel to their liberal views. It becomes a wolf in, in sheep's clothing. You see? It's hiding the truth. It's wrapping the, it's wrapping the gospel, wrapping God's teachings bending God to your will instead of bending your will to the to God's will to Christ's will that's the problem that's what that's what you got liberal is someone who conforms his who claims to be a Christian conforms the gospel to their way of life and they don't give up their way of life like I said there's no conversion instead you you, you realizing the truth of the gospel, you convert yourself to the gospel. You submit your life to the gospel. You submit your life to Christ. That's, that's it right there. You see? All right, let's move on to what we're reading. The church must continue to proclaim the truth of God's intentional design for marriage and sexuality. The two sexes, male and female, are created in his image, and marriage is the union of one man and one woman. The modern transgender movement is systematically working uh, to dismantle reality of the two sexes, male and female, as the Bible and the world have always known this to be. If the transgender lobby succeeds, there will be a striking consequence for individuals, marriage, family, children, and society at large. While God's intent for sexuality and gender is being turned upside down, we must remember that these two, that these, those who struggle with their gender identity have lived lives of great pain, confusion, and rejection. Just as Jesus went out of his way to reach the outcasts of society, we're called to humbly share his love embodied in the gospel, to lift them up in prayer and to allow the Holy Spirit to bring about conviction, healing, and transformation. I totally agree. I totally agree with that. We affirm the Christian view that to be human is to be holistically united as body and spirit. Scripture teaches that physical bodies. Okay, hold on. F scripture. Okay, hold on. Holistically. 
Okay, scripture teaches that even in heaven, believers will have gloriously redeemed physical bodies. I lost my place. So let me go back again a little bit. We affirm the Christian view that to be human is to be holistically united as body and spirit. Scripture teaches that even in heaven, believers will have gloriously redeemed physical bodies. In contrast, transgender revisionists hold to the pagan view that the body is a container that the spirit that the spirit is poured into. They erroneously con- conclude that either God has mistakenly put an opposite sex um, into the wrong body or that the body is not the real person, that only the spirit is real. Um, you know, it's like that ancient Christian heresy back in, in France that the church fought off. What was it again? I forgot. But it was, it didn't believe the body was important. It didn't believe that the, it believed actually the body was evil. And, you know, like there has been Christian heresies that uh, like the Gnostics or other groups. Oh, gosh, I can't remember that. It was a heresy that was it was really bad. And I think that's when the when the the rosary came into play. I think St. Dominic went out and preached to these people in in France. And uh, gosh, I wish I remembered. But it was it was a problem. They they did. They did. They believed you can sin as much as you want with the Bible. I mean, the, the body, the body, you can sin with your body. It doesn't matter. All that matters is the spirit. And this is this, this, this make this kind of like transgenderism seems to match that. But I believe a lot of this is demonic, demonic influence. It, because a lot of people are not baptized, a lot of people are unchurched, a lot of people don't ha- have a terrible view. I mean, they talk about science, but they really don't believe in science, and they don't believe science can define you. They don't even believe. I mean, it's it's gone so far. I mean, I grew up in the eighties during the whole AIDS pandemic, and then suddenly, you know, it, 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 it and this this has we are a degenerate culture. We're an evil, degenerate culture. Oh, my goodness. All right, so... Okay, the only only the spirit is real. As Christians, we believe that, the, that God can heal these disconnected Gnostic views. Okay, they call it Gnostic. And bring restoration and wholeness where body, soul, and spirit are in unity. I don't know if you can call it completely Gnostic, but it definitely has... There's a, there, there's a heresy in Europe like this that happened in France. It was a lot of it was very much uh, grounded in Paris. I I just can't remember the name. All right. um, But Gnostic, no. There's no, Gnostic would mean secret knowledge. And they're not, they're not claiming any secret knowledge by any means. Um, Bring restoration and wholeness where body and soul and spirit are in unity. There has been a growing trend of parents raising their children without designating them male or female. A similar trend encouraging parents or of children who might not fit into typ- typical social expressions of masculinity and femi- or femininity to raise them as the opposite sex. This is unbelievable. Instead of we encourage parents to lovingly help their children to embrace their bodily sexual reality. Christian parents... 
can raise daughters who grow up to accept and enjoy their femininity, knowing deep down that being a girl is a good gift from God. Likewise, Christian families can raise sons to grow up to be healthy men who embrace their masculinity and, and see it as a, as a good gift from God. Remember a couple of years ago, now they don't want to put your gender on your, on your birth certificate. And there was a mom I remember one time who was like bullying her son who didn't want to wear a dress. And the mom says, you, you pick the dress. I mean, there's, they're actually doing this to their kids. And this, the, um, a lot of this transgender transgenderism is rooted among white liberal elite. There seems to something, I don't know why, this this ideal, ideological degeneracy among white liberal elite, see, there's always an ideological degeneracy. And why? Why does it seem to always be with them? And I think there's something to do with some kind of crisis. I mean, in Europe, you know, you had the, the elite uh, Europeans who wanted to get away from the city and go to the countryside. And, and there, there, there was, um, you know, they, they believe they owned the countryside. They wanted the countryside for themselves and they had a hatred for the poor. Um, the English, the French, they, they loved going to the countryside. And then all of a sudden now we have, uh, you know, we had Marxism again. It was a, it was a political philosophical, um, social degeneracy where, uh, again, it raised up elitists and, and they looked down on the poor and they made themselves the champions of the poor in some perverted way. Uh, and they claimed they were defending the poor, defending their rights, the working man and everything. But all it did was gave power to perverted, cruel leaders. And then all of a sudden, of course, you had Nazism. Again, it it was something that was rooted among white liberal elites. Nazism was was liberal, you know, and it perverted it. It perverted religion. It perverted their society. It caused them to commit genocide. Now you have these people. They they hate the poor. They they hate um, the people who they deem as any unequal to them. And they and they come up with all kinds of perverted ideas even about religion i mean they want to they want to take the environment and they want to they want to commit genocide wipe out half the planet this is the kind of society we're living in the kind of world we're living in it's getting worse all right let's continue all right um oh yeah their masculinity christian parents can raise their daughters who to grow up, to accept and enjoy their femininity and knowing deep down that being a girl is a good gift from God. Likewise, Christian families can raise sons to grow up to be healthy men who embrace their masculinity and see it as a good gift from God. God calls us to proclaim the truth and beauty of his design and, and, and the redemption of sexual brokenness in our lives and culture through Jesus Christ. Like, like everyone else, Transgender individuals are desperately in need of God's truth and deserves to know they deserve to know and love they deserve to know and love and compassion of Christ as shown through his people. Okay, so this I totally agree, and I think this was wonderful. Um, 
it definitely can be improved upon. Everything can be improved upon. I think this was great. So I want to go into another article. Hold on. All right. So here's an interesting article here. Now, in Dearborn, Michigan, the bluest of all blue districts, most Muslim Americans, Arab Muslim Americans, Muslim Americans in general, they vote Democrat. They voted Democrat, mainly because one, because Republicans, uh, Christian, uh, mainly like Protestant, a lot of Protestantism, they, you know, Republican Party, Baptist Christians, Evangelical Christians, charismatic, whatever you want to call it, basically what they call um, conservative Christianity, Protestant Christianity, supports Israel. So a lot of Muslims will go to the Democrats, even though there's a lot of Jews in, among the Democrats as well, and they support Israel as well. And well, what's happened now in the last couple of years is that the Democratic Party technically is an elitist party. Okay, make no mistake about it. They're elitists. They look down at people. And politics in America is the golden cow. Along with, of course, you know, capitalism itself is the golden cow, but Protestantism, it's, I mean, I'm sorry, capitalism and Democratic Party politics in general is the golden cow. Mainly politics is the golden cow to getting rich. Bernie Sanders, he used to preach against the millionaires. Now he's a millionaire. Obama is a billionaire. Hillary Clinton, the Clintons are billionaires. Nancy Pelosi is a billionaire. These people are filthy rich. Obama went in as a senator. He's only had a, a, a few thousand dollars to his name, most likely. And then all of a sudden he comes out of the White House eight years later and he's rich. He's own, he, got, he has a house in Chicago. He has a house in Wash, uh, Martha's Vineyard. He's got a house in Hawaii. They're rich. Al Gore is rich. He's got a villa. All right? Expensive villa. These people are rich. And yet, they keep talking about taxing the rich. And people still support them. They think, they really believe these people believe in social change, in Marxism, in socialism, in communism. They don't. What they are are globalists. They, the Democratic Party is an arm of the globalist elite. All right? They want all the environmental laws are to control people, to control resources. All right? They're not, they're not going to stop drilling for oil. All this stuff about getting rid of gas, natural gas and stuff. It's all about controlling the real resources. You control the resources, you control the people. Okay, depopulation is to weaken the the weaken the the public, the 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 masses so they won't rebel against them. We're heading to a one world government. And this is not conspiracy theory. It's an act. They keep using the term the liberal world order. The liberal world order. They repeat it over and over again because that's who they work for. 
They're looking to join the loop. America has to get weak. There's, look, if you're not paying attention to the news, many countries are dropping the dollar. Okay, the dollar used to be king. Now, Biden's policies has driven China, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and other countries to it together. They're, they're you know, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. All right, and this whole war with Ukraine. Look, I know it's Ukrainian people. I don't like the fact that that this is happening to their country. But something is wrong here. The way this war is going out, going on, it's not right. I don't believe this is all about liberating Ukraine. This is about the the military arms dealers, factories, to, to, to war, war, war is needed. You, you're useless as an arm manufacturer if you can't sell your weapons. Someone, people are getting rich off of this. And it's not the American citizen, the working class American citizen. It's the politicians. They're getting, they're getting rich off of this. Putin is no angel. China is no, no, uh, it's not, it's, it's not a paradise. And definitely there's a lot of, there's, there's something going on here. All right. This war with Ukraine is malaki. I'm, and I'm sorry, but it's not about the, I'm not. I'm not calling the the tragedy of the Ukrainian people or the losses of life on both sides between Russians and Ukrainians. I believe our politicians are lying to us. Okay? I don't trust the politicians. I'm sorry. I don't. And I and 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 we, you know, you know, we're getting hurt here. Let's uh, let's look at this um this article here. The Growing Religious Alliance to Ban LGBTQ Books. This thing is not a friend to Christians or Muslims here, so I'm warning you. Conservative Muslims in Dearborn, Michigan, have joined forces with right-wing Christians. You see? Right-wing Christians. Notice conservative Muslims. Conservative Muslims. But then it says here, in Dearborn, Michigan, have joined forces with right-wing Christians. So wouldn't that make the Muslims right wing and wouldn't, or why not say conservative Christians? Why the soft tone against Muslims? If they're against LGBT, wouldn't that make them right wing? I mean, it's, it's the, the article here is, um, this is by David Mascatra, October 19, 2022. Conservative Muslims in Newport, Michigan, have joined forces with right-wing Christians in a bigoted crusade against gay and trans trans literature in public schools. October 19, 2022. Let's begin. Brian Stone, an LGBTQ activist in Dearborn, Michigan, put an emergency contact card in his wallet, wrote a will, and told his partner he loved him, then set off for a local school board meeting last week. He was prepared to receive death threats, oh my goodness, just as hundreds of school board officials and librarians have ac- across the country were even to be assault um even to be assaulted 
a reasonable fear given that an anti-LGBTQ hate crimes have steadily increased for years. If for years, I have not been hearing this. I haven't heard the news report this every single day. I haven't heard CNN. I definitely, if it was true, Google would be repeating, would be, would be reporting this. I haven't heard this coming even from MSNBC or CNN or ABC. Really? Steadily increased for years with, 20, uh, uh, with 2021 being the deadliest on record. No, I have not heard that. For targeted murder of gay and trans Americans. Stone feared for his life because he's a vocal opponent of well-organized campaign of book banning, censorship, and hatred in his hometown. Notice how biased this, 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 this thing this, this is called soapbox. So it wasn't too long ago that there was nothing as boring as a school board meeting in, in an America of ra uh, rising fascism. Oh my goodness. This article is so bullcrap. However, even in a mundane gathering to discuss curricula in a small conference room beca becomes a potential crime. Even this person is writing gay. Oh my goodness. A potential crime scene. And so hundred. Okay, let me read it again. However, even in, even in a mundane gathering to discuss curricula in a small conference room becomes a potential crime scene. And so hundreds of reactionaries have flooded Deborn school board meetings in the recent months to demand the removal of books on the gay rights movement and novels with transgender protagonists. The school board has cooperated, depriving students in desperate need of affirmation and sexual education from a, from checking out titles like the book this book is gay by Gino Donson and George M Johnson memoir or all boys aren't blue <sighs> oh my goodness this is so funny it is it is so funny there Where have you heard of attacks? Even now, I have not heard news reports of gay men or transgender people being attacked in Dearborn, Michigan. I'm not saying there weren't any or there's impossibility, but let me tell you what I saw today. Fox News posted it in on Instagram. This is from Canada. A man, a man in a suit, he has a sign hanging over his shoulder in the front and on the back. He's protesting against transgenderism. Then a masculine man, I saw an earlier version of this where it was the full dialogue was being played out, but Instagram took it down. I saved it, but they took it down. Uh, you know, in my file, in my Instagram file, but because Instagram took it down, it was no longer in my file. This man queer man dressed in drag right as a woman with a masculine voice makeup long blonde hair holding in his right hand a trans flag i had no idea but now there's a transgender flag and a rainbow flag 
the, the, the individual who was with the sign was being interviewed. A microphone was being held up to him to speak. The transgender individual walked over and started saying, F you, F you, F you, F you, and go away, F you, F you, a lot. You can see, the, the, like I said, the original, the, the first video was taken down. The second video came from Fox News, but they they silenced the, the F-bombs. The individual man with the sign against protesting, a conservative, this is in Canada, by the way, held up his phone on um on a stick and he's filming these people and he moved the camera over to the transgender man in drag and the, the guy grabbed him by and I'm gonna say yes, guy. It was a physic the guy had a powerful grab. He grabbed the protester, the conservative protester, and flung him to the ground violently. The individual did not do anything but only hold the camera to his face. And the transgender individual, the transgender man, physically assaulted the conservative on camera in front of everyone. The individual was bloodied and bruised. It was like wa like watching She-Hulk. The guy was picked up. He was a six-foot man. The other guy was, I guess, in high heels, and, and the transgender individual was physically strong. He picked up the, the tall, skinny guy, the conservative guy, and flung him down like a sack of potatoes. Okay, that was violence right there. That was violence. Unbelievable. So, yeah, they, they can they can cry out that they're being assaulted and attacked all they want. Okay, they can say it all they want. You know, they're the violent ones. And remember, April Fool's was supposed to be transgender vengeance. All right. All right, we stopped that all boys are, aren't, aren't blue. Okay, because the school district cannot regulate the availability of books in the online on the on in the online catalog it has resorted to collective punishment of denying students access to entire digital system <laughs> dearborn is hardly alone the american library Asso association reported that 20 in 22 uh, that in 2022 public and school libraries have received record breaking 1650 calls for eliminate the books with over a third of the targets featuring LGBTQ content. What makes the Dearborn story different and especially disturbing is that is that it foreshadows the formation of a powerful and dangerous new right-wing coalition. The, ra the rabble in the most recent school board meeting on October 13 was not only the predictable cohort of white Christian avenger. Why? Okay, what makes you think that all Christian that the, that every Christian has to be a white Christian? There are black Christians that don't want this. There are Hispanic Christians that don't want this. There are Asian Christians that don't want this. There are Middle Eastern Christians that don't want this. 
Why do you always got to reduce yourself to like always calling the the conservative or conservative Christian, even if you want to say they're radical right wing Christians, why do you have to always have to re- go to the white? I am not white. I am. I am American. I am a Middle Eastern descent, Arab, Palestinian, Egyptian. I have Hispanic also in my background. I am not white. I was born Muslim. Now I am a Catholic. So I am not white. This is, this is, they always do this. They always use the same predictable trope. Christian evangelicals wearing crosses and red caps. Of course they wear crosses. What Christian doesn't wear a cross? And red caps, meaning MAGA, standing at their side, screaming anti-gay remarks and waving their fists in the air. They weren't waving their fists in the air. They were holding signs. Where hundreds of conservative Muslims with, you know, were also waving their fists in the air. Where hundreds of conservative Muslims, Dearborn's population is 47% Arab American. And in the years following the September 11th attack, the mid-sized city was slandered by right-wing bigots who, who equated Islam with terror. Because, because the, the people who did it were Muslim. Of course they were terrorists, but not every Muslim is a terrorist. And what makes you think that Muslims are not are going to be for homosexuality? Islam has a death sentence. It believes Muslim, a Christian gay behavior, homosexual behavior is evil and they will kill you in some Muslim countries. This, the, the, this, this article is, whoever wrote this is a real ditz. All right. September 11 attacks in mid-sized city was slandered by right-wing bigots who acquitted. They're trying to they're trying to uh, butter up the Muslims here. You notice it. Islam with terrorism in 2015, a viral fake news story alleged that Dearborn Muslims had marched through the streets to proclaim allegiance to ISIS, when in fact it was an anti-ISIS demonstration. We don't know this. I mean, first of all, I'm not going to trust this article. I'm quite certain that a lot of the more law-abiding citizens, I don't remember ever hearing this. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm sure there were a lot of attacks against um, Muslims uh, after 9/11. Uh, there were a lot of there was a lot of discrimination. I myself, after 9/11, during a time after 9/11, um, I had people. Uh, say things to me. I've had them say uh, bigoted things to me. I remember someone saying to me angrily, you know, uh, you should, you, you know, why are you searching my bag? You should, you know, you know whose bag you should, you should search when the person saw my name on my name, on my tag, at my job, at my job. I just winked at the person. I get it. I've had people say things. I've had them. And I remember uh, at 9-11, after 9-11, the days following, I remember our phone, our house phone, was constantly ringing off the hook and there was no answer. It was probably George W. Bush's Homeland Security. <laughs> I'm sure it was. You know, but anyway, it, it, you know, it happened and there was going to be bigots. There's going to be people who are going to attack you. Um, 
it's going to happen. This, this, this kind of stuff is going to happen, you know? And I don't, I don't blame the fear because I myself, I, I have to say, yes, the men who attacked the World Trade Center were Muslim. They, they, they did it because they believed, you know, they, they were practicing Islam. Any, any reasonable, uh, well-minded uh, practicing Muslim would tell you that they were they were doing it because they believed in they believed in the in the direct interpretation of their religion. I'm not saying every Muslim were terrorists; they're not. But most terrorists are Muslim. Okay, I don't remember hearing about Christians tying um, bomb vests on. All right. The, support, the, the forces who supported a president who called for a Muslim immigration ban are now through a shard hostility. Okay, this is great. Hostility toward gay and trans people, uniting with local Muslims and even representatives of the Council of American Muslim Relations or CARE to demand the imposition of ignorance by way of book banning in Dearborn political schools. Mishwan Mundak, a core chair of Michigan Republican Party, recently articulated the hope that the new, more ecumenical religious right would sentence the, uh, the state Democratic Party to a political damnation, tweeting, Democrats have a big problem. Over 800 Muslims and Christian parents showed up to protest the sexualization of their kids in Dearborn Public Schools. Guess what? They, guess what they said when we asked, how will you vote? Republican. <laughs> I love this. Oh my goodness. All right. So let's continue. So they said they're going to vote Republican. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Well, hey, that's, that's the, you did it guys. You did it to yourselves. Most of the organization leading the, the, Philistine charge, Philistine charge, is uh, is Moms of Liberty, a well-funded group using the stalking horse, the stalking horse of parental rights, to advise for book banning, the elimination of Black history programs, and state-sanctioned homophobia throughout the country. Eric Trump, Senator Rand Paul, Megyn Kelly, and many other leading right-wing figures have made appearances at Moms for Liberty fundraisers. Its flagship chapter in Florida, where Governor Ron DeSantis is working partner and where the, the group is has won support of another unexpected ally in the fight against LGBTQ uh, content in schools, Latino evangelicals. Well, many pundits offer tutored and narrow analysis is that Latino votes for Donald Trump correlate with economic anxiety, but reactionary sexual politics and religious religiosity, religiosity are usually missing from media commentary on this political shift. The Public Religion Research Institute finds that Protestant affiliation correlated more with Latino support for Trump than any other factor, as a greater number of Latinos are leaving Catholicism for white-wing uh, megachurches, 
Republican organizations are hoping that they can repeat the political tri uh, the political triumph they en engineered in the late 1970s with white evangelicals, a group that, according to many measures, was the most loyal uh, group for Trump in the 2020 election. All right, it's sad, but I don't blame them because uh, the Catholic Church, unfortunately, um, the clergy, <clears throat> the clergy is the big problem. They're, they are the biggest, biggest problem. The many Latinos uh, are conservative and many Latinos have very conservative views about sexuality. Unfortunately, a lot of our priests do not talk about these things. So they keep bringing in all these illegals, all these people from South America. I don't blame them. They're going to leave. Once they have established themselves in this country, they're going to turn conservative. And in South America, they're already becoming conservative because they, they point to all the stuff that's happening in the Catholic Church and many Latinos leave. All right? And the sex abuse scandals don't help. And this Pope is certainly not helping. No. Too bad. Now, Moms for Liberty, the Republican Party, and various onward Christian soldiers are fighting to uh, to inch closer to political victory in an important swing state by collapsing hands with with a putative former enemy, Islam. The menace of sexual prejudice and conspiracy theory will prove difficult to overcome for liberal Muslims like Arab Americans. Uh, Arab American news publisher Azma Sablini. Azma Sablini, who has denounced the anti-LGBT bigotry and book banning in Dearborn. Christians and um Okay, hold on here. Who has denounced the anti-LGBT and books banning in Dearborn? Christian and Muslim activists liken literature that they probably have not read to pornography while insisting that any teacher or librarian who makes LGBTQ friendly material available as part of a global pedophilia ring an, an accusation with origins to QAnon. Well, you know what? Uh, no, forget about QAnon. You have a bunch of men dancing in thongs, twerking in front of little kids. Uh, that's pedophilia. I'm sorry a violent conspiracy movement that Trump has embraced. No, Trump has not embraced, embraced QAnon, okay? QAnon, I, uh, yes, it is um, out there, but I, I've never looked at it, but it, forget it. The development in Dearborn are a sign that the madness is spreading to new, uh, uh, to new areas in whom dear Democrats have long considered allies, predicted on protest uh, protecting our kids from the scourge of sexual progressivism, the anti-democratic right is forming a powerful religious alliance against secular liberalism. Those who believe in internal torture for heathens are joining forces to establish hell on earth for LGBTQ people. Uh, public officials and anyone who cares about American democracy. David Maschiatra <coughs> is the author of several books, including I Am Somebody, <laughs> Why Jesse Jackson Matters, um, American Troubadour, and Forthcoming Examination 
of politics. Okay. I want to find I want to see what he looks like. Uh. Uh. Yeah, forget it. Anyway, he he sounds he sounds like a baby. All right, forget it. Oh, brother. Oh my goodness. This was a a silly article, a silly article, but definitely gives you an idea of how they think. All right, let's move on to one more article that you're going that I think is going to be fun. Um All right, let me see here. Where's the other one? All right. This is from Fox News. Rashida Tlaib refuses to back Dearborn Muslim parents outrage over sexually explicit school books. Representative Rashida Tlaib opposes protests against allegedly explicit school material. She's a fellow Palestinian. I'm Palestinian. She's Palestinian. I can't stand this woman. This woman is an embarrassment to Arab Americans. All right. Let's begin here. Let's look at this. All right. I want to play this. Okay. Hold on. Come on. Now, as evident from our last meeting, we did have a a former librarian who was here and, and spoke to us about sometimes themselves exercising their true discretion of returning some some books and per the michigan state code dearborn public libraries believe that media materials that might contain graphic and or violent sexual content explicit or hate speech without literary or educational merit should not be included in our schools now, there are some books that might have fallen through the cracks, and that's why there is a, this challenge process. This is not a book banning, as unfortunately some media has painted it. This is making sure that sexual and explicit content that is vulgar is prohibited per our policy. I support this administration in categorizing library materials and making them appropriate for our students. However, During all of these conversations, our librarians and educators have been attacked by some of members of the public and labeled as sexual predators and groomers. This is insulting and disrespectful and libel. This is is a serious accusation and undermines our educators and librarians. I agree with my colleague, Trustee Barry, and all of you that parents have a choice and they have a voice, and this administration have given you that voice. Thank you. That is not necessary. We understand that people have differing opinions. We will conduct ourselves as adults We will not boo, we will not jeer. You can clap if you'd like, and you'll listen to the speaker. 
just want to remind everyone, there are young children here watching your behavior. Please, please be courteous and respectful of each other's opinions. You do not have the floor. You do not have the floor. Trustee Watt? The purpose of these meetings is to conduct the business of the board. Because we appreciate and value the input from our community, we set aside time at each meeting to hear your thoughts and your concerns. This time is not meant to be a dialogue, but an opportunity to hear from our constituents. That is why we generally do not respond to each comment made at the time, even though many of the comments are opinions and not always based in fact. We know that thoughts are shared during public comment section of our meetings may be critical to our actions or those of, uh, the, of those that work in our district. As elected officials, we accept that our actions will be judged either positively or negatively by our community members. However, comments made that are critical should not be hostile, slanderous, or out of line with the district's core values. All of our employees go through a rigorous background check so making baseless and inappropriate accusations could have legal ramifications. Words and tones do matter. So let's all be civil and respectful. The ability to share civil discourse without being mean-spirited or slanderous seems to be a lost talent. Our children are watching. I would ask that all of us work together to be a model behavior we can be proud of. Behavior that allows for differing opinions, voices, ideas, and thoughts to be shared without malice, harm, or vengefulness. I am asking that all of us here tonight be respectful of every speaker. That means to listen and not to talk when you do not have the floor. I will respect everyone here by doing my part as board president to treat everyone with the same level of fairness. Therefore, no one will be allowed to exceed the three-minute time rule. Each person has three minutes to convey their thoughts, and there will be no sharing of minutes. Although we have allowed this in the past, it is truly unfair, and we will no longer allow anyone to speak more than their allotted three minutes. Therefore, no, I am, as board president, I have the right to to set the time limits. We have the right to sit there and tell us we can't talk. Roxanne, just continue. Just continue. Exactly. Okay. Just continue. Exactly. I have the floor. I have the floor. Everyone will be treated fairly. Everyone will be Quiet down for one quick second, please. Right? That's what we've been informed right now. By the fire marshal. By the fire marshal. 
Axel, hold on. until we can get the situation under control. This is breaking the fire code. We need to get the fire marshal's opinion and we need to get some people cleared out of the room. This is a dangerous situation. We are, we are taking a reset. <laughs> All right. Okay, October on October 13th, hundreds of people filed into a Dearborn school board meeting most to object to some books in schools that parents said contained inappropriate sexual material according uh, <laughs> according to fox news detroit fox channel 2 news detroit that meeting followed another early early in the week that was suspended because the sheer number of attendees uh president broke the fire code the Demo the democrat member of the leftist squad of House lawmaker did not respond to a request from Fox News Digital asking about the incident and Muslims objecting to various sexual and gender material in schools. In schools, she has previously condemned the protesters. Uh huh. She chose instead of her her community, her Arab American community. Many of them, I, there's a lot of Palestinians in Dearborn, Michigan. Instead of choosing them, she's choosing to die on the hill with the Democrats, with the liberals. Many of the people in the meeting objecting to the books were Arab American Muslims from the, hev uh, from the heavily Muslim Dearborn community. Fox 2 reported they formed an alliance in the continuous meeting with high-profile Republicans also opposed to the books. Remember the last article I read? So this is here, you're getting a little, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, Fox News is not a totally objective, but this is a little better. Many in the audience also slammed Talib herself, according to, she is going to be voted out soon. Muslim Americans find common ground with conservative over- Polarization of America's schools, conservative Christians. Talib previously addressed the school board meeting in a statement to Fox 2. I want to see if we can pick that up, in which she attacked those objecting to the books. Let's, let's read the article first. It is unfortunate that extremists on the right have been able to set their ugly, bigoted, and well-founded hate machine on the Dearborn community like they have on many co communities across the country, she said, according to the outlet. They are promoting lies, fear, and outrage while chanting Trump's name. I don't know. I don't know yet. I mean, first of all, she's going to force them to. She's going to be voted out. This woman, her, she's going to have a very short career. Talib Simi also responded to the incident in a tweet on October 14th, the day after the continuous Dearborn School Board meeting, though the Post did not explicitly mention it. LGBT books in Michigan schools, for, um, schools form unexpected alliance of Arab Americans GOP. The LGBTQ plus rights are human rights, which is why I am proud to earn 100%. This is her speaking? Wow. 
congressional scorecard for the 117th Congress. Talib said the morning after the the contentious meeting, everyone deserves to love who they love. She is going to die on that hill, baby. They love and live freely. This is only the beginning of the fight for equality. Talib currently represents a congressional district that closely borders Dearborn. After restricting Talib is uh, after after redistricting after redistricting excuse me after redistricting Talib is moving to a neighboring district that pre- represents Dearborn itself and where she is now running for another term in the House. So she just moved to a more white, more gay and white and liberal district. She's probably never going to show her face ever again to that Muslim community, to that Arab Muslim community. What a hypocrite. Talib, okay, so she's moving to another district. She's now running for another term. Michigan is not on, is not the only place in the U.S. where Muslims have teamed up Republicans over shared, there's also other areas, shared socially conservative views to oppose the in, inclusion of gender and sexually uh, ideology in schools. In Wilmar, uh, Minnesota, nearly a dozen uh, Somali-American parents showed up to protest reports of LGBTQ pride flags in schools. A local school district denied such flags were being flown, but the presence of the parents appeared to show a newly developing coalition. Muslim, Muslim Americans want the same thing as any parent in the country. Sakur uh, Abdurrahman, a Somali-American who ran for Congress as a Republican in Minnesota, the right for their children to get a quality education without being indoctrinated. This shouldn't be political, but it seems only the conservatives and Republicans agree. You see, they, they're forcing them. In Missouri, meanwhile, Bosnian-American Muslims have been um vocal in opposing uh, inclusion of sexuality explicit material in school libraries muslim parents have also been active in protests in virginia schools where the curriculum has been hot topic issue for more than a year wow so yeah this pretty much backs up what dr turley has said now hold on a minute i just want to i think we need a little bit more clips. Hold on. Okay, here's another report. Police presence, a lot of security guards, but no major or significant issues at this meetings, meeting rather, even though tempers and emotions certainly flared. moments in heated exchanges at Dearborn School Board meeting Thursday night as parents, residents, and community stakeholders sounded off on LGBTQ books in the district's library system. To the LGBT community, the majority of parents are not here to attack your right to exist in a free society. Criticism of age and appropriate content is not criticism of the LGBT community. 
This was actually round two for the board, which suspended Monday's meeting over safety concerns. The massive turnout in the smaller space broke the fire code. Capacity was limited to about 600 people inside the Stout Middle School Auditorium. Those who could not get in filled overflow spaces. Almost everyone wanted to weigh in on the issue at hand. Banning LGBT books isn't going to stop anyone from being gay. It will just make them miserable and alienate them. And the consequences might be fatal. Dearborn Schools is reviewing six library books, including This Book is Gay and All Boys Are Not Blue, after a parent complained about them, saying they were sexually explicit and inappropriate for kids. A normal, psychologically sound and stable mind would come to a conclusion that that specific material is nothing but sexually explicit. Those who disagree say this uproar is not about books at all. So let's stop pretending this is about protecting children from books. We all know this is about erasing our LGBTQ students and staff. It was literally written on signs people brought to the meeting on Monday. The pushback against the LGBTQ books has made unlikely bedfellows out of Muslims and some political conservatives. GOP candidates Christina Caramo and Matt DiPerno and Republican mom and Republican lawmaker Jim Runstad and Matt Maddock were front and center at Thursday's meeting. Our community and many others across the country is being inter intentionally sorry, divided by political players whose agenda revolves around anti-public school anti-public school teachers, not what is best for students. This issue comes up in Dearborn, but it's the same issue we're seeing in Grand Rapids. We're seeing it in Kalamazoo. We're seeing it in Northern Michigan. We're seeing it everywhere where school boards think that they can ignore the rights of the parents uh, in terms of how their children are educated. Well, guys, the books in question are on. All right, so here you go. You see it? This, this proves it. And Rashid Talib is choosing. She she moved out of her district. She moved out of the of, of the community that she represents, used to represent, and now she's representing full liberal Democrats. She no longer lives in 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 a Muslim Arab community because they redistricted. So she knows she has no chance of survival politically among her people. So uh, the community that she that she belongs to, the woman is a full blown professional politician. All right, she's a hypocrite, and she knows that she she will not you know she will not survive in that community. I mean, let's face it, she proved it. If they're all hypocrites, and you know, the question, the big question is, where are we heading? The, the elite do not care about morality. They don't care about people's souls. Unfortunately, this is the way America was founded. The founding fathers, like Michael, like, uh, Michael Voris said, only kick the can down the road. Thinking it will never, it'll, it won't be an issue, or it'll be resolved in a later generation. But unfortunately, no, uh, it's never been resolved because, yeah, America is a melting pot. It's a multicultural. But the biggest problem is, is that democracy has weaknesses in it, 
I mean, the ancient Greeks, they really believed, they didn't think democracy was that great because unfortunately democracy has the, the tendency to feed into the lower appetites of men, their sensuality, their greed, uh, their lust for power, because unfortunately it basically creates elites. I mean, a lot of men, you know, ancient people believed that monarchy was the best thing, but monarchy has its problems too. I mean, if you think of, if you imagine Pope Francis was a king, look at the way he is. Look at Prince Charles. Does he does he look like to you like he can, you know, he, he has the image of a king? No, the man is just a symbol. And kings, they can be weak. They have their problems too. It doesn't stop them from being immoral. The problem is, is that the battle between church and state is the problem. The church is not meant to, to be a civil ruler. It's meant to cultivate souls, save souls. The state, its job is to civilly rule, but, it's, but it, does, it can't always judge what is moral and what is immoral. That's why you need the church and you need the state to work together on moral issues. And, and, and the, state, the, the church can advise the state on, on certain things. And the, the, the job of the state is to make sure there's law and order and the well-being of society. But unfortunately, you know, we're not going to solve it in this podcast, but I just wanted to show and address this to, to people out there and to many Christians. We have to start, unfortunately, our leaders, and I'm talking about the church leaders, they're weak on this issue. They're very weak because they have been formed deliberately to be weak from seminary. The younger generation of priests are stronger. There's hope there. But like Pope Francis, they are that generation that is very that 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 unfortunately was more formed on social justice issues and less on faith. And that generation is dying out, which thank God it is leaving this world and they will face the Lord in the next world. But we need strong Christian le uh, leadership. We need good bishops, good moral bishops. We need some of them that can speak up and not be afraid and not cozy up to politicians and to start it, putting bad Catholics like Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden in their place and practice excommunication and to, and to you to, to really put them in their place. But we have to pray for that. All right. I'm going to end it here. Um, I know we didn't get a chance to pray, but this podcast is long enough as it is. So uh, I'll come back with something else soon. God bless.